Thank you for listening to the First Christian Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to all of our Sunday morning sermons. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a sermon. Enjoy today's message. So this Sunday was supposed to be graduation Sunday. We were going to honor our graduates at our main services. But obviously we're not meeting in our main service. And so here's what I want to do. If you're a graduate and you're watching this, just go ahead and stand up in front of whoever you are around and just take a bow. See, the thing is, we are going to postpone actually celebrating graduation Sunday because our graduates have had to sacrifice a lot already this spring. And we want graduation Sunday here at First Christian Church to be not just something else they have to sacrifice. So we're going to postpone it until we can honor graduates appropriately here in the worship center. And we'll let you know when that date is coming. And so this morning, instead of honoring graduates, I would like to talk about how to respond in the midst of fear. You know, people have a lot of different fears. Fear of snakes, fear of spiders, elevators, heights, speaking in public. This morning, I'd like to share with you a few of my fears or a couple of my fears. First of all, I'm afraid of the dark. I know last week Chris said that real men aren't afraid of the dark. It doesn't take any men to change a light bulb because they're not afraid of the dark, but I am. I'm afraid of the dark. If I am in a place alone by myself with no distractions and it's dark, dude, I I get really jumpy and super nervous, which makes... I'm going to start, start. Um, um, I'll just start with, you know, you have a lot of fears and then however you want to cut it from graduation Sunday to, to that. So this morning, instead of talking about honoring graduates, I'd like to talk about how to respond in the midst of fear. You know, people have a whole lot of fears, fear of spiders, snakes, elevators, speaking in public. And this morning, I'd like to share with you a couple of my fears. First of all, I'm afraid of the dark. I know last Sunday, Chris said it takes zero men to change a light bulb because real men aren't afraid of the dark, but it's true. I'm afraid of the dark. Now, I do okay as long as there are other people around or I have a distraction, but if I am left to my own devices in a dark place, my mind just starts hearing things that aren't there and I get really, really jumpy. Second thing that I'm afraid of, and I'm just going to be vulnerable with you guys, just going to be honest, this is one of my biggest fears. I'm afraid to pass gas. It's true. I am, you heard me correctly, I am afraid to pass gas. We live in a culture where where fear is prevalent, where it's common. You know, with this whole COVID-19 thing, people are fearing for their lives as they are getting sick from this. They're feeling, fearing for their livelihoods as businesses continue to shut down and the economy continues to crumble. We... They're, they're fearing for their health as sickness with COVID-19 runs rampant, but also as they're unable to see doctors or get the treatments that they need. 
Fear is common. And so today I'd like to talk about how do we respond in the midst of fear? I love the book of 2 Timothy. Paul is writing to Timothy, and we have to really look at kind of some of the background in the culture before we jump into what Paul says, because Paul is writing to Timothy from a jail cell in Rome. It's the second time that Paul has been in jail there in Rome, and he knows that his life is coming to an end. He's he's writing to Timothy, who is a young leader trying to lead the church, who has not seen Paul for a while. And he's writing to Timothy as Timothy is trying to lead the church in the midst of Roman persecution. And so you've got Paul, who is writing from a jail cell, knowing that they are about to kill him, which Paul's death is not fully known, but tradition says that he was beheaded shortly after writing this second letter to Timothy. And then you have Timothy, who is a young leader trying to lead a church in the midst of persecution, which included fear and death and torture. Both of these guys were experiencing fear. And so I think what Paul has to say to Timothy applies to us in the midst of our culture of fear as well. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 7, Paul says this. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Now, I want to be very clear with what Paul says here. Paul is not saying it's wrong to be fearful. You see, fear is one of our emotions. Emotions were given to us by God, and so it is okay to fear or to feel... Let me start over. Make sure I didn't miss it. You actually wanted to start from that verse again. Okay. Okay. Sweet. All right. That sounds great. Um, okay. Now, I want to be very clear with what Paul is saying here. Paul is not saying that it's wrong to be afraid. Paul is not saying to feel guilty or that it's sinful to feel the emotion of fear. Fear is an emotion, and like our other emotions, it was given to us by God. Paul does say, however, we were not given a spirit of fear. There's a big difference between feeling fearful and allowing that fear to take control of our spirit. I'm sure that At some point, you have played the what-if game with your fears. I know I have played the what-if game. You know how it goes. What if this happens leads to what if this happens leads to what if this happens, and suddenly we are spiraling out of control as fear takes over and we get into a panic. I know I have felt panicked as this COVID-19 virus has spread across the country. 
and you may have felt that as well. And so Paul says, listen, to feel fearful is not wrong, but fear does not control our spirits. God has not given us a spirit that is controlled by fear, but God has given us three things in our spirit that help us respond in the midst of fear. First of all, Paul says, God has given us a spirit of power. Wait a minute, I want to go back. Okay. For God did not give us a spirit of, of fear, but of power, love, and self-control, or the NIV says, sound mind. Paul says it's, it's not wrong to fear. To nah. I'll start over with that verse again. Goodness gracious. Uh, it happens when I'm in this, I myself in like five times. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the beauty of the reporting. Gaia. Um, okay. For God did not give us, for God did not give us a spirit of fear but of power, love, and self-control, or as the NIV says, sound mind. You see, it's not fear that controls our spirit, but it's power, love, and self-control that help us respond in the midst of fear. I sat in my driver's seat. Brinkley, who was five at the time, was in the back seat, along with Clark, who was four at the time, and Tate, who was two, and I took out my phone and I propped it right, by, right behind me in the driver's seat headrest so that my kids could watch Dinosaur Train while Kirsten was in the doctor's office. Kirsten had gone in for her 16-week checkup for our baby that was to be born in January. Our kids absolutely loved Dinosaur Train, so I knew that I could get them distracted with that. And one, one episode of Dinosaur Train turned into two episodes of Dinosaur Train, and I started to get a little bit nervous. But I wasn't too nervous because this doctor's office sometimes did tend to take a while. Two episodes of Dinosaur Trains turned into three episodes of Dinosaur Train, and I started to get downright fearful. Worst-case scenarios started running through my head. I didn't know what was going on or what was taking so long. Three episodes of Dinosaur Train turned into four episodes of Dinosaur Train. And around the start of the fourth episode of Dinosaur Train, a nurse came and knocked on my window and said, they need to see you inside. I was terrified. And so as calmly as I could, I unloaded our five, four, and two-year-old, and we walked into a room where my wife, Kirsten, sat crying. Fear is very real. And Paul never says to feel guilty about being afraid. But he says there are some things that God has given us in the midst of our spirits 
that can help us respond in the midst of fear. And the first thing that Paul says is he says, God has given us a spirit of power. God has given you a spirit of power. Fear doesn't control your spirit. You have a spirit of power. You have the power to continue to live life in the midst of fear. You have the power to continue to love God in the midst of fear. You have the power to continue on even when things are fearful. Now listen, hear me clearly. Just because we have a spirit of power in the midst of fear, it does not mean that our deepest fears will not come to fruition. On July 20th of 2015, Kirsten and I's, one of our greatest fears happened. We lost a baby to miscarriage. And that was one of the most fearful, difficult times that we had faced. And in that moment and the moments that followed, we had all kinds of fears and questions about what life would look like afterward, how we would explain losing a baby to our five-year-old, our four-year-old, and our two-year-old. But as I look back on that time, I see that God gave us the power to continue loving him. God gave us the power to continue living life. God gave us the power to continue being parents. And yes, it was hard. It was difficult. But we have been given a spirit of power that will help us through that. The second thing that Paul says is he says, you've been given a spirit of love. Your spirit is not controlled by fear. We've been given a spirit of love. And this is crucial because this spirit of love gives us the ability to receive love and the ability to extend love to others. This spirit of love gives us the ability to receive love. And that is really hard in our culture because if you are anything like me, you have to pretend like you have it all together. If you're anything like me, everything's fine. And sometimes I think what Paul is saying to Timothy here is he's saying, listen, you've been given a spirit of love. And so it's okay to go to a trusted individual and say, man, I'm fearful. I'm, I'm hurting. I don't know what's next. I don't know how to respond. I'm struggling. And that person that you go to that is that trusted individual can extend love to you. And you can receive that love. You also have the spirit of love with the ability to give love to others. To go out and in the midst of our own fear to, to find people to just show God's love to. I remember in the the weeks following the loss of our baby girl, that um, it was people's love that was poured out on us. And it was our ability to continue to love those around us that really helped us through that time. There's a really cool thing that happens when we start to love others. You see, fear wants us to focus completely on ourselves and when we start to love others, it takes that focus and places it on other people. And fear begins to dissipate and the love of others begins to flood into our hearts. 
And so Paul says, you've not been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of power. Fear doesn't make you powerless. You are powerful. You've not been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of love. You can receive that love. You can extend that love to others. And Paul says, you've not been given a spirit of fear. Your your spirit is not controlled by your fear. Your spirit is controlled by a sound mind. And I love this because this is kind of the thing that brings it all together. Sometimes we just need a reminder that, yeah, I'm fearful right now, but I've been given a spirit of power and a spirit of love, and I have a sound mind. I have self-control. You know, fear likes to take our control and rip it from us. It likes to take everything that we know to be true and make it seem like it's untrue. And we can look fear in the face and say, no, no, I I have self-control. Fear does not control my life. I have a sound mind. You are not going to take everything that is true and rip it away from me. And, and this can be really hard in the midst of fear. And it seems almost silly at the time to verbally, out loud, remind yourself what is true and that you are in control and that fear is not in control. But I think there is power in using your mind, your sound mind and your self-control to remind yourself what is true in the midst of fear. There's something really powerful about saying, all right, I'm in control. And Paul says, I've been given a spirit of power. I have self-control. I have a sound mind. And Paul says, fear doesn't control me. I've been given a spirit of love. There's power in that. Second Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of self-control or sound mind. Fear is a powerful emotion. And I think that Paul was speaking to himself as much as he was to Timothy. I think in the midst of writing this letter, Paul was reminding himself as he sat in a Roman jail cell awaiting his death sentence that he had been given a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. He was reminding Timothy, who was leading a church facing persecution, that Timothy had been given a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And Timothy was able to remind his church. And that letter is part of our Bible today to remind us in 2020, in the midst of fear, that we have been given a spirit of power, love, and sound mind.
I don't know where your fears lie. Maybe right now you are fearful because of COVID-19. You are fearful because of sickness. You are fearful because you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from. Maybe you are fearful because it has absolutely nothing to do with COVID-19, but you're just struggling. Your family is struggling. You've got a loved one that is sick. You are sick yourself. And you're just not sure what the future holds. I think that if Paul were writing to you, if Paul were writing to me, he would say it's okay to feel fear. It's okay to be afraid. But in the midst of that fear, fear doesn't control us. In the midst of that fear, we have some other things that are at work in our spirit to help us respond in the midst of the fear. We have a spirit of power. We have a spirit of love. And we have a spirit of self-control or sound mind. You know, I give a practical challenge every single time I teach. And as Kirsten and I went through our miscarriage in 2015, one of the things that kept us going was just reminders, reminders that we're loved, reminders that God is in control. And, and this fearful situation and this situation that's just awful. And, and maybe right now in the midst of your fear, you just need a reminder. And so I want to encourage you this week to simply write yourself a reminder that fear doesn't control your spirit. Whatever that reminder looks like, maybe for you, you're an artist and you just want to draw something that represents a spirit of power, love, and self-control or sound mind. Maybe for you, you just want to write out this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Maybe for you, you want to write yourself a note that just says, God's got this. However that looks, I want you to write yourself a reminder that your spirit is not controlled by fear, but you can respond to fear with the spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. God loves you. And this is a fearful time. And 2020 will be remembered as a time of fear. But we can respond in the midst of fear. And if First Christian Church starts responding in the midst of fear, we will begin to impact not only ourselves, but the people that we come into contact with on a daily basis. And so I want to encourage you this morning that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for the chance to be here. Thank you for giving us spirits that respond in the midst of fear. God, I pray that as 
we go from here that you would use us? God, I I pray for the people watching this that are feeling fear right now, that you would help them to know that that emotion is normal and it's okay to feel fear and that they can have a response that reminds them that fear doesn't control them. I pray that you would bless those watching this and that you would help them as we move forward from here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.